0: Pop stars, welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie.
1: And I'm Tammy.
0: Thank you for joining us this week. We have a special guest host who you may hear in the background. That is Bear um, doing puppy shit. So I, I'm sorry. He's having a puppy moment. Um, but also, this week's episode is sponsored by the one, the only, Denzel Washington, who is in, who is in arguably one of the greatest actors of all time, which makes him a GOAT he's so great he can just be referred to by one name say Denzel and everyone knows who you're referring to so good that people go to the movies just to see him who cares who the, what the movie is about who cares who else is in it as long as Denzel is in it he has maintained that star power that it factor for over 40 years Denzel is just simply Denzel who keeps doing Denzel things so Tammy I know this is going to probably be hard um, but I'm going to ask what is your top three, Den- three-ish Denzel movies
1: or your favorite Denzel movie if you don't have a top three? Um, I don't think I necessarily have a top three, um, but there are some movies that I can like watch over and over again. And then others that like just hit a little bit harder because I feel like Denzel is such a phenomenal actor that he boosts the acting skills of anyone that he's in a movie with as well as like he can just carry a movie on his own like you said already um but a couple of them that just come to mind is one is Philadelphia um I absolutely love the movie Philadelphia I've watched it over and over again um it breaks my heart every single time Um, But I love the understanding that comes with it. And also Tom Hanks and Denzel in one movie. Come on now. And um, another one is Safe House um, with Ryan Reynolds. And I really, really like that one. And also he plays such an, ooh, is the word ambiguous? Would that be a good word to use? Yeah. Because you don't, you don't, like he's not bad, but he's also not good. You know, it just depends on the situation, which is kind of like a great thing because of what we're going to be talking about. Um, And then after uh, Safe House, I would also say uh American Gangster is another one um, that's phenomenal in. I know, right? Like every single time I'm looking at his list, like I'm literally looking at it. And I see Inside Man, which is what I named last time with Clive Owens and Denzel and um, Jodie Foster. So powerhouses all around. And then, but also I see American Gangster. and I'm just like, oh, how could I forget that one? Or The Great Debaters. Okay, okay, let me stop, let me stop. What's some of yours? Because <laughs> I, can, I can go, I can, I can keep going for Denzel. <laughs> and,
0: and see, and I didn't. And, okay, and to be honest, when I came up with this, I didn't look at the list. I was just like off my head, right? Mm-hmm. And then talking to you, I'm like, shit. Because like,
1: you got John Q.
0: John Q. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, my bad, Giselle. I, I didn't mean to disrespect your catalog by trying to, you know, just top it off at three. My bad, man. My bad. Please forgive me. You know, I feel like I just respected the man and his greatness. Like,
1: he got game. Come on now. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> my look, favorite. look, look! We could just sit here and literally name one after the other, like just go straight through, y'all. I'm like, look, this shit, this—you could do a whole
0: Denzel appreciation episode, just, you <laughs> yes. know, talk a little bit about each movie and be done. But okay, so let me, let, let me, let me try to get through this. Okay, remember the Titans? Without a doubt, yes, one of my favorites because that is like one of my all-time favorite movies, like sports movies, movies. I like it's it's one of my comfort movies okay when I'm having a bad day when I'm just feeling so bad I will literally come home and play remember the titans I watch it at least on my own at least two to three times a year just because I love that movie so much and it's like one of the few movies that I can just watch when it's on cable like on network tv with commercials and all mm-hmm. and it's one of the most quotable movies out there like I love remember the titans um Malcolm or X, he got robbed for that. He was phenomenal as Malcolm X. Of course, Training Day got him his best, op- his best after Oscar. He was amazing. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, Inside Man, like you said, uh, Man on Fire, John Q. Like, in the list goes on and on and on. And um, I agree with you. Uh, Safe House was really underrated. Really, yes. really underrated. And it's one of those movies where it was so good and it was so underrated. Like, I would have loved to have a sequel to that, you know, because he and Ryan Reynolds did make a good team. So even at this rate, I would love to see him and Ryan Reynolds do another movie. Um, Another movie he was good in but wasn't necessarily the best, but he made it um, better, he made it watchable, was Two Guns with him and Mark Wahlberg. Oh,
1: yes.
0: You know, so like you said, he can carry a movie, he can make a movie. Um, you know, and he, just like a lot of people, I think, and I love Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, another one named Star. But I think sometimes they they save movies that would have necessarily been unwatchable without them. Like they make movies watchable, if that makes sense, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I love Denzel. And then, of course, that leads us to uh, today. Uh, this Denzel Appreciation episode, we're going to focus on one particular movie, and that is the third installment of the Equalizer series, where we catch up with his character, Robert McCall, who is still meeting out justice on the behalf of the oppressed. Um, while working on a job in Italy, he is gravely injured, and he is um, saved by the kindness of strangers and finds himself wakes up to find himself convalescing in a southern seaside village in Italy. Um, where he su- surprisingly discovers that he may have found a home as he begins to make friends and finds that long uh, lost peace that has eluded him for so long. But he he also discovers that his new home and his newfound sense of uh, of peace are being threatened by the local mafia who will stop at nothing to bring the town and its people to heal, which forces McCall to do what he does best. So, Tammy, what did you think of the Equalizer 3? Did it balance the
1: skills of justice or was everything out of whack? Um, It was really good. Uh, I really, really, I enjoyed it. Um, But like you said, I think what brought me to the theater to watch it was just because it was Equalizer. I loved the first two Equalizers and that it was Denzel Washington. I didn't care who else was in it, but it was Denzel Washington. Um, And then I saw the trailer and realized that it was going to be a reunion between him and Dakota Fanning um, from another great um, movie that Denzel did, which is Man on Fire. And um, just absolutely love that one. So just kind of seeing the reunion that came about, because when I think of Dakota Fanning, I think of like this little girl and I just like I'm watching it. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, she's a grown woman she's a grown woman so kind of throws me off on like having to see like the fact of i'm so old that i saw her grow up in hollywood like goodness gracious but um but yeah so it was it was definitely um a good movie um worth the watch uh there were some low points of course and we'll talk about it a little bit later but there were also definitely some high points what about you Eddie?
0: Ah uh, yeah I I loved it and like I guess I've loved what Anton Fuqua and uh, Denzel Washington have done with the series I think they've done a phenomenal job um and this is I think this is supposed to be the last of the, uh, the last of the Equalizer series uh, movie series um but one of the interesting things was that Fuqua uh, said he has not ruled out doing a prequel series with John David Washington, Denzel's son, which I think would be cool just for the legacy and nostalgia sake. Um, you know, so I, I, I really would, that would really be kind of cool because, you know, spy, spy shows and spy movies, they're like in my wheelhouse. They, they, they tap into that part of me that wanted to, that wants to be a spy in my next life or whatever. Um So, and I also think it would be cool just to have some sort of crossover between the TV series and the movie. That's a whole different subject, but you know, Um, because the TV series, uh, if you haven't watched it, if you love The Equalizer with Queen Latifah, it really has gotten better each year. It gets better and better. So I I would recommend that if if you like the whole premise of The Equalizer and stuff. And I agree with you. I love the Dakota Fanning Men on Fire reunion. Um, and it kind of gets to the point where we've talked about this before as we've reviewed, um, you know, uh, sequels to series and stuff. It gets to a point where, um, especially if it's a beloved, you just go to watch it so you can so you can have that continuity of saying that you watch the series to the end unless it just gets really, you know, so bad that you're like, okay, this is not even worth my time anymore. But like you said earlier, this is Nazelle, this is the Equalizer. So I'm going to be honest. Aside from that, I had no... Um, I had no really great expectations I mean I knew it wasn't just going to be trash you know but I I didn't know really what to expect and then um, I was like okay the Man on Fire reunion is that just kind of going to be gratuitous is it going to be like cutesy and I love that it was actually so much more than that that it played that it was significant to not only this movie but to the entire series itself and so you know um, and I, it's one of the things that I and and like I said, I, I think that was just me based on some of the other sequels that we've seen um, but one of the things I've loved, always loved about the series is, series is that um, they've always done a good job with the story and the story has never disappointed and even though it's an action series um, and just by the nature of who he is, being a former assassin or a wet guy or whatever you want to call him ghost, phantom, whatever for the CIA, uh, you know it's going to be violent. But the violence has never been just gratuitous. It's always fit in with the story. It's always served a bigger purpose. It's never been a point, it's not one of those series where as much as I love John Wick, you know, John Wick doesn't have a lot of talking. It's just, you know, you know, you know. But with this, it's always, if something happens, you know that it's playing a bigger role in the story. So it's not like you're fitting in, oh, we're 20 minutes in, we need to kill somebody, or we're 30 minutes in and someone needs to die here just randomly or anything like that. Mid-conversation, he's just going to shoot, somebody for, <laughs> shoot you know, for somebody for the hell of it. You know, for shooting someone. For the hell of it. <laughs> yeah, it's never been that. It's always been story driven and sometimes, I think we've talked about before, sometimes it's so hard to, for those two things to meet in the middle and make a great movie. And they continue to do that. Um with this so that is one of the things I really appreciate and I also appreciate that it's aged well uh, we know the star is aging and I, I I appreciate that you have a man in his 60s who who, who kind of shows that he's in his 60s and looking for uh, retirement you know I love that we didn't get a CGI version of Denzel or, or we didn't have a stunt double who was 20 years younger out there doing karate kicks and kicking ass that the action fit who he was at this point in his life. And I think it kind of showed um, in, in the very beginning, you know, when you walk into that house in Italy, you're not knowing what, to, you don't know what to expect, you know, but even sitting mm-hmm. down, because, you know, when he, well, you know when that man pushes that button on his watch, it's like, oh, shit, you about to die. It's just, <laughs> there's no <laughs> okay.
1: saving you yeah it's not a matter
0: of if; it's, it's just when like, how much time do you have left you got them nine seconds left right but um when he was coming out of the house the scene with the little boy a younger Robert McCall would have never turned his back on the little boy especially knowing that he was armed right mm-hmm. he probably would have tied him up or something taken him with him to a certain point but then the boy shoots him. And it's like, you don't necessarily know if the boy was scared or if he was doing it because that's what his grandfather had taught him to do. But at that point, you know, me and my reflexes, I would have turned around and popped the cap in the little motherfucker, I'm sorry. Not that I'm I'm glorified shooting kids, but at that point, you're going to be about that life. It's a reaction. Yeah, you're going to be about that life. You got to get popped. (laughs) Right. You know, so that's what I'm saying. A A younger McCall, like when we first met him in the first Equalizer, probably would not have done that. You know what I'm saying? So I love that we got to see everything kind of age along with the star and the story went along with where he's at at this point in his life. So, yeah. Um, so what about some, what are some of the other things you kind of, you loved about it? Like...
1: Um, I love that his morals are still in place. Like, it's not like all of a sudden, um, and we've, you know, it's already been mentioned that he wasn't just killing people to kill them. Um, I like that um, that town already kind of knew what life was like with people with secrets. So when the police officer, because it was a cop, um, when the cop found him and realized that he was hurt, and took him straight to the local doctor, to the neighborhood doctor, um, who accepted him, took care of him, and then asked him like, are you a good man? And when he said, I don't know. And I like like towards the end when he was just like, why did you help me? And he was like, when I asked you if you were a good man, you said, I don't know. A man who's a bad man wouldn't say that. They wouldn't say, I don't know. They they would you know, say something else. They would be more definite in their answers. So I was just like, huh. That actually does make sense. I mean, I, I feel like it would also, like, get in the feeling of, uh, there just seems to be a little bit more to this story than I think it is. Um, I also like the fact that he always gets people rallied around him. <laughs> and it's just because really deep down, he really is a good guy. Like, he really, really is a good guy. And um, that was definitely great. I love the fact the connection between him and Dakota Fanning's um, character uh how you kind of got to see um because i didn't think of it but then at the same time i didn't do a review of the first and the second movie before i watched this one um just to kind of remind myself of the characters um so it was just really nice at the end to kind of see what the real connection was between them and why he went directly to her over going to anybody else uh in the fbi was it the fbi or cia CIA. cia sorry um eric going to her rather than anybody else in the CIA Um, and you know I I liked that he let me tell you my favorite scene this is my favorite scene Eddie so I want to say my favorite favorite scene is they're in the restaurant he's eating by himself and the cop and his family are also eating and at this point um, he's already seen that the cop got hurt he already, you know, has an idea of who did it. And um, so he's in a restaurant. And then the the mafia guy, the young guy who had no sense whatsoever, him or his boys. That's the baby brother? Yeah, the baby brother, right? No sense whatsoever. Like, you don't know what life you live, what life you, you about to lead, okay? And so they start in all this mess and everything like that. And everybody's in the restaurant just sitting there, right? Trying to, like, not pay attention to what's going on that they know is wrong and McCall just sitting over there chilling just watching them and then he comes over trying to mess with him and when he hit that pressure point and he was like if I dig this any deeper you'll be shitting on yourself thank you he's like this is a three you don't want me to go to a four <laughs> and I was like I said press it press it like and, and I'm in the theater I'm like press it Go to the next level. I want to see it. I want to see it. But the best thing is, like, I thought in my head, I forgot. I forgot who McCall was. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Because when he was able to walk out of the restaurant with his people, I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, when his people started going down one by one, I said, oh, shit. I forgot who this dude is. I forgot who McCall is. And when he took all of them out, I was like, damn. I said, big brother gonna be mad. Oh, he gonna be mad. He gonna be so mad. But I just thought it was a beautiful scene of showing the moral compass of the cat char- of the main character on the bond that he had with the with the people. As well as the fact of like he he built a relationship with them, and they were willing to protect him just as much as they knew he was willing to protect them, and to see like what he was willing to do in order to protect them, um to get danger you know eliminated, was just a really really great scene overall because I feel like there was an underlining message in his actions on killing the little brother and the little brother's friends. Um, as well and not letting them just live and continue to terrorize the people of that town or that village yes
0: <laughs> uh, yeah I agree like we, we, we're we on the same page a lot because I have a lot of the same stuff that you did like I loved. Um, like at first when, when the cop discovers him after he'd been shot and he taken a ferry from Sicily into Italy um, he excuse me you didn't know it was a cop and, you know, he took it to the doctor. And so it's like, okay. And of course, Italy, um, you know, Italy, you know, mob, the mafia, home of the mafia, you know, if I if I was a criminal, like the, the part of me that ha- that appeals to the criminal life, I'm like, yeah, the mafia would be it. Like, cool. But, you know, um, look, I, I, I think I'm just a jack of all trades. I want to be every, I think that's why I write. <laughs> so I can just be every character in the world, have every profession, right? But anyway, um, on a personal note, speaking of Italy, uh, kudos to the Location Scout. Kudos to the Director of yes. Photography. Um, Italy has always been on my list of places to visit, but oh my gosh. you made me It got want confirmed? To
1: just,
0: it got confirmed. Made me want to come home, get my passport, go sell some blood, get on a flight, and go to Italy. It's a okay? beautiful
1: country. I've been there. It's a beautiful country.
0: Yeah. Um, especially the, just that seaside village and you know, but back to it, uh, when he took him to the doctor and the doctor says, yeah, he fell. <laughs> I'm like, it was like, no question asked, <laughs> <that>. he fell. <laughs> I don't know how he fell on the gun, but he fell. And so he's like, are you sure? And He's like, I'm sure. And it goes to the point when he wakes up and, you know, he says, are you a good man? And I was talking about with someone else who'd seen the movie and they were like, yeah, because here it goes. Someone, if someone, think, someone who wants to convince you that they're good they're gonna say yes, and then you you kind of already know at that point, like really, like they're gonna try too hard, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, most people say, I don't know, I try to be uh, you know, and bad people, they would they' unless they're just a sociopath, they're not gonna say I'm a horrible person they and and you know I, I'm thinking of the mango Mussolini, they're gonna con- try to convince you oversell how great they are and how you know so I think most most of us are be like you know I try but I'm not you know some days are better than others you know we're honest about walking that line right just being the best we make mistakes so I I I, when he when when the conversation comes full circle at the end like you mentioned I'm like yeah he was like you were basically you were honest and you know good people are not just going to sit there and try to convince you that they're good right and so, but I loved the doctor. I loved him as his new best friend. And I was like, it kind of made me think, hey, if the Continental is getting a whole series or story from John Wick, I want the doctor's backstory because the doctor has lived a life. The doctor, yes, has seen he has. The doctor has seen some shit because when Giselle comes back after you, you know, after you mentioned and he sees that the cop ha- had been hurt, he asks, "What happened to the cop?" He's like, "He fell." <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you know what that code was like, he was telling him what it was without having to t- say anything at all.
0: Yeah, he just looked at him like he fell, like, yeah, he fell. Like, you know, you, you walked up to that chapel, you know, some steep steps, you know, we got some steep hills in this city. <laughs> you can, you can miss one and just fall. I'm like, yeah, y'all, some clumsy motherfuckers in that town, but you know. So I I love the doctor. He and then you know when they rally when they get to the point and they rally around him. He's the first one to come out with that with that 12 gauge. Like what's the like? Oh yeah. So it's like let's Doc, go, let's get it. Doc was cool. I I loved him. Um and I also love the cop. And like you said, the entire village. Like the the guy the fish shop when he burned down his fish shop. That was his first mistake. Mhm. That that was the first mistake because at this point. You know, um, he was healing. He was up and around. And the people, when he first started getting out, they kind of looked at him like, who's this dude? Like, what's he doing here? But the more they saw him, the more they got to know him, the more they recognized him. They knew that he wasn't there to do them any harm. He became one of them, you know? And and like you said, it, 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 it at first, it's just that whole, they, they weren't rude to him. It's just that whole protective little small town thing like we're, we don't know we don't know you we don't know what you're about you know but you know the doctor's co-signing for him the is co-signing for him the lady at the cafe you know he's making friends and 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 so you know he he's finding a home and it's like okay so you know was it, like it didn't surprise me um i i liked it because Based on, like you said, the reaction in the restaurant, and I think that maybe when the shift started to happen, when they knew he was really for them, because at first with, ba- with sexy baby brother who was just stupid, um, not the sexy, sexy baby brother. Girl, you know, baby brother was sexy. <laughs> I was hoping baby brother would have a change of heart because I'm like, he's too sexy to die. But then I was like, he's too stupid not to. <laughs> You're right, you're right. Um, but you know, so based on how they were in the restaurant, it was like, oh shit. And then towards, you know, with Big Brother Gangster, it was like, it changed, you know. They didn't have that same reaction that they had in the restaurant. They were actually there. And it's like, they, they you know, they did a very 2023 thing. They put that shit on blast. Like they start recording, like, you know. Um, so I was like, okay. And, and his crew was telling him, like, dude, we can't go viral. We we gotta go.
1: Um, so I, I love yeah. when they pulled out their cameras to start taping. Yeah. And, and so I was just like, okay.
0: Um, but I was hoping baby brother would have a change of heart because there was a scene where he went to, when he left the village and he went, I guess, I don't know if it was Rome. I don't know what the largest town closest to that village was. But when he went into the city to see his brother who was a motherfucker, like, he just hung, he threw that old man off the wheelchair off the balcony. Like, what? Ooh, the old
1: man with his um, oxygen. With his,
0: yeah. And I'm like, okay, so but when he went to see his brother, it's like you could tell his brother only respected the fact that hey, this is my baby brother. And it's like, and you got the sense like, if this if he wasn't his baby brother, he would be dead. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just that thing that was just that familial bond that kept him alive because it's like he doesn't respect you. And it was a sense where you thought the baby brother picked up on that, where he recognized that, right? But instead of thinking, okay, maybe this is, it it, it, it went the other way. It made him work harder to try to do his, to get his brother's respect, and he did dumb shit. You know? So I was like, okay. So I was like, yeah, you sexy, but you too stupid not to die. And the fact (laughs) that he let you out that restaurant, you thought you was gonna do some shit, like Oh, we gonna get him. Yeah, your ass got to get got Like you're you know. right.
1: The get get God is correct because <laughs> he so, sure enough, got God.
0: And 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 it, it it was interesting. I loved how it wasn't a dangling thread. Like from the scene in the beginning, at in Italy. I mean, in Sicily. How it did connect overall to the to to the bigger story. You know, once mm-hmm. um, you saw like the drugs that were in the back of the van, they matched the the ID on the drugs that they found in Sicily, which he didn't know that at the time um, when he called the Dakota Fanning's character, who turns out to be the daughter of his best friend who died. I think she died in what the first one or the second one, the beginning of the second one or something. I can't yeah, remember. Not, but I know. Not, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen them both. I I, I'm like you. I didn't go back and do a rewatch of one and two before scene three. But when they saw when when he when he had that flashback with her, I'm like, okay, what role is she gonna play in this? You know? And it it turns out she was Dakota Fanning's mom. And I'm like, okay. And seeing and and once you saw that, it made more sense because I'm like, okay, I'm with you the first thing i'm like uh, is what makes her so special why is he calling her because he could have called anybody he had you know he still had all these contacts
1: he Mm could have called
0: anybody in the cia and then why her and then on top of that it's like why
1: did he let her find him because you know because you realize he she, she wasn't able to do anything that he didn't allow her to do yeah because it's like i'm like
0: okay you because when she when she showed up in the town in the village i'm like damn he must really trust you or like you like i'm like who the fuck are you because he let you find him and i'm like is he about to kill her that was my first response like, oh baby you dead <laughs> <laughs> well good thing
1: I'm, she didn't end up dead eddie
0: thank you because i'm like wait a minute that that was the questioning part that's the surprising part it took me a moment because i'm like why? Who you like? Who your peoples? Why? Why, why he? Why he let you find him? <laughs> Cause and and so and it, it all made sense about why he continued to help her. Why he let her find? Why he let her find him and all that kind of stuff. And he I'm gave like her, like the full credit for it, and yeah. So and 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 I, and like I said, I I love and, and again I feel like I'm being disrespectful with my initial thoughts. I love that it wasn't just a gratuitous man on fire reunion. Um. 20 or something years later to get people in the seats to see you know the reunion between Dakota Fanning and on in the side they
1: said that they actually still keep in touch you know And so I'm like oh okay look, look at Denzel I, you know, question. All that. Huh? I got a question sure if you were like seven right uh-huh. and you played in a movie with Denzel Washington when you were seven uh-huh. wouldn't you latch on to him as much as possible I would Okay, (laughs) because I'm thinking like that's the smartest decision she could have made. Because I'm gonna make sure me and Denzel is the best of friends with my seven year old self. Okay, I'd be calling him every year, like, "Hi, Mr. Denzel, how you doing? I just want to say happy birthday. You know, I'm doing good. I did this, this, and this show and movie. You know, I got my prom coming up. You want, you want, you want to come to my graduation? I'd I'd have been all up in that." With Denzel, I'd have stayed locked on him.
0: <laughs> and they had the best chemistry in man on fire, like it. They did so, like it was so cute. Especially how at first he was that curmudgeon, and then he just begrudging, like she just begrudgingly stole his heart, you know. And so I was just like, "Oh, now you're gonna make me go have a Denzel retrospective. I'm gonna have to get out my Denzel film, uh, my Denzel film festival, okay." Um. <laughs> But, yeah, so I, I was like, okay, it, it was really good. And then, um, so homeboy, though, it's like the, call, the phone call he made to her was, it, it saved her life, you know, because it was unexpected to happen at the time. But then I said, oh, homeboy, lucky that she did not die because he was going to die, die. Like, he died, but he was going to die, die, die. Like, for him, ultimately, he put him out of his misery fairly quickly. He did. He did I drag think, it on. Yeah, I think if anything major would have happened to her, considering who we found out she was, he'd have been done. He would have dragged that
1: shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. he would have dragged that shit out. It would have been. It would have been. No, it wouldn't have been a mercy killing. He. It would have been like, yeah. So, but I, I loved it, and um, you know, but also, I, my question is, how greedy do you have to be to sell out your
1: own people to the fucking terrorist? Like... How and, sociopathic do you have to be to sell out your own people mm-hmm. to terrorists?
0: Because, you know, I was like, that's some Hitler-level shit. Like, he was saying, because when the cop, the cop the, I guess whoever, the ambassador or the, whatever he was, the person he had in his pocket, right? Mm-hmm. The, the chief inspector whomever right when he realized he was like look I knew we were doing some dirty shit I knew we were corrupt I'm not that's not what I'm questioning what I'm questioning is the level of corruptness like dude I wouldn't that, even that motherfucker said I wouldn't have helped you if I would known we were doing the bidding of fucking terrorists against our own people like this goes beyond just regular mafia shit. We are funding the terrorists. You basically supported a terrorist attack on your own country against your own people. And then I motherfucker just looked at him coolly and called me and said, Well, if I hadn't have done it, somebody else would have. Bitch! That's
1: what I said. I said, Are you serious? I said, Dad it. You know what? That that lets you know there are traitors everywhere in the world thank you I'm like for money you sort out your own fucking I'm like you dude you
0: are fucking psycho and then did yep. he, then, then he he had to remind me and then the man I'm like dude I understand you getting a crisis of conscience but you came to him on his baby brother's funeral and then you have the nerve to come to him in person and say this shit that could have been an email. Huh? Like for me. Wasn't he disrespectful? I thought he was so
1: disrespectful.
0: (laughs) Like I'm like okay. On one hand homeboy as like if you know homeboy is supporting terrorism against his own people in his own country. That tells you he ain't got his. It's not like he regular mafia crazy. He for real for real crazy. He for real for real crazy. He for real for real crazy. And then you're gonna go to him with this crisis of conscience bullshit on the day of his baby brother's funeral? Like, sexy may have been stupid, but that was still his baby brother.
1: and everybody Especially knows, not knowing who the killer was?
0: Yeah, and everybody knows you don't mess with mafia families, right? So he's all in his, like, who the fuck has the nerve to kill my family? And you're gonna come to me here on this day and you're not bringing me a name or telling me who did this to my brother? nah so you know when he had to remind him who he worked for I'm like oh yeah you, you you weren't too bright I can't say I would I, I was like I kind of understand why he did that like I didn't understand how you didn't know this was coming but you know so I was like okay okay but um yeah I I, I did like when the people came but one thing I also know I loved is how he never took the violence home. Because we know, besides when he killed baby girl and his friends, which he did quietly. Um, mm-hmm. And, and clean, as cl- cleanly, quickly, and quietly as possible. And because of when it happened and where it happened, you know the police, you know the cops suspected it, but he wasn't going to tell. You know the people in the village weren't going to tell because he'd been terrorizing them. So it's like, okay. But when Homeboy came, you know he could have took Homeboy and his whole crew out in that village. But the, I love the way he did not let that much violence taint his new home. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it, he, he 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 so he he followed Homeboy home, but he didn't let it taint his new home. And when he told him, like it became real personal when he told him, dude. I found my peace and you think I'm going to let you take that away from me? I'm like, oh yeah, you're going to die for real, for real. Like You need to go run, don't walk. Yeah, like, and, yeah, like, dude, this ain't even about his friends no more. It's like this man finally feel at peace. He feel like he can just stop and retire and live a simple life. And Maybe he, take another
1: kill himself a couple years ago, so
0: yeah, he, the same dude who was going to take himself out via hurricane, suicide by hurricane. So, yeah. So, when he was like, "Uh, like, you messing with my peace, I'm like, oh, shit, you about to die. This man ain't been in peace since his wife died. Yeah, you about to die, die. <laughs> but, yeah. So, what was what you mentioned some low points? What was one of the low points for you?
1: the romance uh, I really I, I really like the man. here's my this one, I'm not saying of the romance because I when women or women who you tell are years younger than the main character and the main character is a man so I think it was more on the age of it. Um like like him a woman for his age. Not saying that it doesn't happen, but I just feel like once again that's a problem in Hollywood and it's just being perpetuated over and over again. Um, so I couldn't get into it. I didn't think the chemistry was really there, That's just my opinion. I didn't think the chemistry was really there, um, in that romance that they that they had going. Um So that was one of the low points that I uh, noticed in the movie that I couldn't get into. It's like, was it last week? I think it was last week we were talking about Gran Turismo and we were talking about how the romance didn't sell it, right? Like it wasn't really nothing needed to it. And I feel the same way this time. Like I was just like, I didn't feel the romance was needed.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not really a hundred completely disagree. I was more ambiguous towards it, like the romance. I'm like, okay, I understood the friendship because she was the one who was there. Um, you know, she owned the the cafe, the local cafe where he went and ate every day. Um, I wasn't necessarily opposed because I'm like, well, you know, she may be one of the few single women in the town or where he's at. So I love that it was more ambiguous. Like you got the, you got the spark of chemistry that we were supposed to get but mm-hmm. I love how it also seemed like it, it could be it could go either way like it could just be a friendship she was nice she was showing them around she looked like she may have been you know mixed black half black Italian to herself so maybe you know it's just the other full person of color in town so I like that they left it that it was there like the, the question mark was there the possibility but I'm with you I like that we weren't we we weren't forced to sit through um, them trying to explore it or explain any more than what it was. You knew you knew it had potential to be something more than just friendship, but I love that they left it amb- ambiguous and that it wasn't like a whole bunch of it. Like, you know, we could understand her showing him around the town, showing him the places to eat, since it was obvious he was going to be staying there, that kind of thing. Um, you know, and the cute little flurry moments. I did think the moment about the hat was cute, you know, you know just that, but I agree with you. It wasn't necessarily... Um, it wasn't necessarily needed, but it wasn't... To me, it wasn't as off-putting as the scenes in Gran Turismo because we really didn't understand. I'm like, she really didn't serve a big purpose after the first 10 minutes of the movie, if that makes sense. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Did you have any other little points?
1: Not really. I... I um, no. I, I think other than that... Um, cause even I feel like in a way the villain was believable. I didn't look at the villain like it was a cartoon character kind of thing or a caricature um, kind of villain, but I could truly believe that there are people like that in this world, and it wasn't like to the extreme on um, the bad mafia guy and um how he acted and everything like that. Like I'm just like when you in the mafia, like you're you gotta be cold-blooded. and so he was cold-blooded enough to push an old man out of, you know, a window and hang him and then tell them to leave him up there so that everybody can see it as a warning. Like, I truly believe that um, that's a decision that would be made by them. So um, other than the um, romance that I saw No Purpose to, um I felt like every single role and character um, played, like every character played the role that they needed to play in the storyline progression.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, even, even when we're talking about how how can you sell your own people out? Um, it is realistic because, you know, if you watch the news, um, in the real world, uh, you do have cartels and mafias and um, teaming up with uh, the Taliban and other terrorist groups, um, you know, to, to do whatever, to wreak havoc and cause harm. And it's another way of money laundering, drug trafficking and all that. So even that aspect of it, of that partnership was realistic. Um, not necessarily understandable to us who don't live that life, but it was, it was realistic. And like you said, um, it's not like you, you're in the mafia to be sweet and um, the scarier you are, um, you know, I think it, it helps to get your point across. So yes, him, unfortunately, um, throwing that little man off of the, off of the balcony and hanging him with his oxygen tank. I was like, that's a cold blood, blood <laughs> question, but, you know. Um, He's a
1: cold man
0: Gemma. Yeah, like I said, even with the old boy gaining his crisis of conscience, I'm like dude, that could have been an email. That should have been an email with your ass halfway across the world when you sent it, cause uh, you know, you going in there on the day of his brother's funeral, questioning him about shit. I don't know how the, I don't know how you thought that was gonna play out. Like, I don't know what type of flex you thought that was, but it obviously didn't work out the way you wanted it to. So, uh, I really, really loved it, and I. I'm gonna say this I wouldn't be opposed to a, uh, to another equalizer or a crossover. I wouldn't be opposed to probably the prequel series with um, a young uh, John David playing the same character um, or something. I, I just I just love it and I, I don't know, but if this is the absolute end of the series, no more spin-offs. I'm okay with that too. Uh, but I, I I just think that this is probably it ranks up there with John Wick. You know, John Wick is what it is, but each movie, conti- it continues to get better to me. You know what you're going to get when you go see John Wick. You're getting that gratuitous violence, you're getting Keanu still kicking ass, and you know what it's about, so you're okay with it. Um, and this is the same thing. This this series, like I said, is one of the better ones where they they make the story and the action fit. They go hand in hand, and they all they continue to tell a good story. So, I I really loved it. And I'm glad McClaw found his peace in that beautiful seaside village with his friends, his new best friend, the gangster doctor, because Doc Doc was a gangster. It wouldn't surprise me if he had been a doctor for the mafia in his old life. Um, So, yeah. Probably why they basically left him alone. Yeah, because that's the one person in town they didn't mess with, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. What's your diagnosis? He (laughs) failed.
1: I'm telling you, then they be oh. be like, "What happened?" He failed. He failed. <laughs> he failed. But be like, he, he failed, he, and a bullet like just pushed into him. I mean, he failed. I, I don't know what he happened. Failed. He failed, but he failed. He failed. He, I didn't say he fell on top of a gun and it went
0: off a couple of times. He failed. <laughs> um. So, what are you ra-
1: rating the Equalizer three? Um, I'm gonna rate it a three point two five. Um. I really, I did really, really enjoy it. Um, But I think this should be the end. I don't um, see them doing another one as well as... Cause Denzel tired, okay, Denzel tired. and uh, but I would love it to see a prequel. I didn't know that they were thinking about doing a prequel. I would love to see a prequel with um, John David Washington um, playing uh, the role of Robert McCall. I think that would be absolutely phenomenal, um, son playing father. Um, but like I said, it was really enjoyable. Um, there were some slow points, and like I said, there was a low, there were low points and everything like that. But uh, overall, for the Equalizer three. Um, I think it did its job what about you Eddie I'm, I'm giving it a four um, it's another one I can't wait to add it to the collection
0: um, like I said the cinematography the 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 photography of the location whoever scouted it kudos to you you did a great job um, it, it it was it was a advertisement for the southern coast of Italy all in, on its own um, i I think. I think they did a good job of, of telling the story for a man, um, realistically for a man of his skill set being of his age. They didn't try to make it something it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you said, I, I'm I'm leaning more towards the the prequel with John David more than rather than another um, a, an actual fourth one with Denzel. You know, let this version of Robert McCall just enjoy his golden years in Italy. Um, you know, and <clears throat> or. You know, it's not. It's not. Uh, we never knew if him and his wife had children. So even if you want to make it, uh, you know, because I think it, I I would love to see Dakota Fanning somehow too. So if you want to make it him carrying on the legacy of his of his father, that's even that would be great too. But um, I I thought Dakota Fanning had a great role in it. I love that it actually turned out to be something realistic and believable for this story in this world. Um, and I, and I love that they were actually able to have the Man on Fire reunion, so um, I think for this, for um, a, third move, a third movie in a series, I think it actually um, did a really good job and the series stands up to the test of time, so um, I'm sitting in the fourth and I, I highly recommend it and add it to your Denzel collection which, uh, you know, maybe one day just for the fun of it, extra butter or something, we can go down and do a Denzel retrospective because dang, I realized how I just disrespected by trying to say three.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it needs my, to be at least my, 10, at least
0: 10. At, at least 10, my bad. I, 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 I'm i sorry, Uncle D. Don't, 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 you know, don't cancel us. But yeah, <laughs> um, that was it, that was it. Okay, so um, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe, comment wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also keep up to date on the latest entertainment pop culture news as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness. Um, at thepopcornwindow.com. That's it, that's the plug. Um, <laughs> uh, and be sure to join us next week when we review. I'm excited about this one, y'all. I was gonna go see it, and when Tammy said yes, I'm like, yeah, expendable score. Um, because y'all know how I feel about Jason Statham, like Jason Statham is just Jason Statham. I I love the man, and he 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 ain't Denzel. Don't don't get me wrong, but he's one of those he's one of those movies. He's that guy for me. That whatever he's in, I'm gonna see it. Like it, you just tell me Jason Statham's in, it, and I'm like, okay, where where do I go see it? So I'm I'm really really excited to do um, the Expendables four. What about you, Tammy?
1: For different reasons, but yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I,
0: know, I know you're not a. I know you're not a Staple like, I I know Jason Staple is not like one of your guilty pleasures, or just you know. But you you know me. I'm like no Staple slander. Like I, I I just love Jason Staple. So I'm like <laughs> Okay. Um. Uh, well, you guys, thank you as always, and can't
1: wait to talk to y'all next
0: time on the wind down. I'm Eddie,
1: and I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.